1: Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Chief of Development and Behavioral Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. The start of the new year is a great time to start a new chapter in your life, so that's why many of us make New Year's resolutions. But why do so many resolutions fail? Do you have a plan, or is it just a thought in your head? Tell us about your successes and your failures, and we'll talk about how you can make those resolutions stick. Let's talk about what's going on in your life. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one mpb ring That's 1-877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB
2: Think Radio. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lori London. Donald Trump has named a former official in the George W. Bush administration to be his assistant for Homeland Security and counterterrorism. NPR's Brian Naylor reports.
3: Trump announced he's selected Thomas Bossert for the job, saying he brings, in Trump's words, enormous depth and breadth of knowledge to the White House. Bossert was Deputy National Security Advisor to Bush. Trump also announced that he's elevating the position of Homeland Security Advisor to be the equal of his National Security Advisor. In previous administrations, the Homeland Security Advisor has reported to the National Security Advisor. Trump says Bosert will focus on domestic and transnational security policies, while National Security Advisor Michael Flynn will be focused on international security challenges. Bossert will also advise Trump on cybersecurity issues. Brian Naylor, NPR News, Washington.
2: The Prime Minister of Japan is in Hawaii. He arrived there yesterday and stopped at several memorials to pay his respects. Today, he joins President Obama at Pearl Harbor for a visit to the USS Arizona Memorial. NPR's Elise Hu reports. Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's visit is coming seven months after President Obama made a historic visit to Hiroshima.
3: He was the first sitting U.S. president to visit the site, where the U.S. dropped a nuclear bomb in
2: 1945. It killed at least 90,000 people. The Japanese government says Abe will not be apologizing for Pearl Harbor. Obama did not apologize for Hiroshima when he visited Japan in May. President Obama continues his holiday vacation in Honolulu until January 2nd. Russian officials say searchers have found one of the flight data recorders from a military plane that crashed on Christmas Day with 92 people on board. NPR's Lucien Kim reports from Moscow where investigators continue to insist this was not an act of terrorism.
3: Russian state television showed military personnel bringing the so-called black box on shore. The Tupolev 154 crashed into the Black Sea early Sunday morning, shortly after taking off from Sochi for Syria. Russia held a national day of mourning on Monday. Most of the people on board were members of a world-famous military chorus. Authorities say terrorism is unlikely and that the most probable causes of the crash are low-quality fuel, pilot error, technical failure, or an object obstructing the engine. The flight recorder has been flown to Moscow for analysis. Lucien Kim, NPR News, Moscow.
2: Stocks are slightly higher on a quiet day on Wall Street as traders return from the Christmas holiday weekend. The Dow is up 18 points at 19,951. The S&P 500 gains 6, and the NASDAQ composite is up 30 points. This is NPR. The blizzard in the northern Great Plains has now moved out, but its effects are still being felt. Thousands remain without power in the Dakotas and Michigan. Even as highways reopen, winds and drifting snow continue to make travel hazardous. Another large storm is expected to hit the Great Lakes and New England later in the week, bringing up to a foot of snow. Twenty-nine Turkish police officers are facing charges related to last summer's attempt to topple the government. As NPR's Peter Kenyon reports, it's the first trial of those accused in the July coup attempt.
4: The failed coup was staged by renegade military officers who bombed Parliament, seized bridges in Istanbul and other key locations, and made an attempt to detain President Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Some 270 people died in the failed coup, most of them civilians. Turkey state news agency says defendants in this initial trial include policemen accused of disobeying orders to protect Erdogan's Istanbul residence. Others are simply accused of links to Fethullah Gulen, a U.S.-based cleric Turkey accuses of backing the coup. Gulen denies the charge and is fighting Turkish efforts to have him extradited. Turkey has been under a state of emergency since the failed coup, and over 100,000 people have been detained, sacked, or suspended. Peter Kenyon, in PR News, Istanbul.
2: Panasonic is deepening its partnership with Tesla Motors. Panasonic will invest more than $250 billion to help the car maker produce solar panels and solar glass roofs. Production at a New York facility of Elon Musk's Tesla Motors will begin in mid 2017. I'm Lori London, NPR News in Washington.
5: Support for NPR comes from Ballard Spar a national law firm providing services in litigation, compliance, and transactions to clients across industries, assessing the impact of national events and legal developments to keep clients informed. Learn more at BallardSpar.com.
3: Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB public radio app available on iTunes and Google play. Listen live to MPB think radio and MPB music radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
1: I'm Terry Gross. Listen to Fresh Air weekdays at 3 on MPB Think Radio.
3: You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at one mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
1: Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Chief of Development and Behavioral Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. So today we're talking about a topic with a little bit of a twist. We're talking about New Year's resolutions. So the start of the New Year is a great time to start a new chapter in your life, right? That's why so many of us make New Year's resolutions. But why do so many fail? Do you have a plan, or is it just a thought in your head? And maybe that's why it fails. Tell us about your successes and failures, and we'll talk about how you can make those resolutions stick. I've got some ideas from myself and also from some other authorities around the country. So let's talk about what's going on in your life. You can share your comments with us by calling 1-877-672-7464, one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. that's um, 1-877-MPB-RING, or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So I hope everyone had a wonderful, safe Christmas holiday so far. Those of you who celebrated Christmas, and I hope you're on your way to a Happy New Year. I'm very excited because I've gotten to visit with my children who are in and out of town, and my grandchildren. You hear me talk about that all the time. And I have my daughter Erin Kice in from Nashville here with me today, who's going to talk with us as I talk about my failure. She's going to talk about a few of hers and how we can fix that. And we want to hear from you too about your thoughts about what we've done or have failed to do. So good morning, Erin. Thanks for being here. Hi, Mom. I'm glad I'm here. (laughs) This is Erin's first time on radio, you guys. So, Mm -hmm. Um, Let me give you a little data first before we get started, and then I want Erin to tell one story of hers. I have a story of my own. So researchers have looked at the success rates of people's New Year's resolutions for several years now, and typically what happens is the first two weeks go along beautifully. You're working out every day or you're doing whatever you said you were going to do every day. Um, and then by February, people tend to backslide. Um, and by the following December, that resolution never happened. And maybe people are back to that same old New Year's resolution again so why is that are people lazy or are they just not preparing correctly is it a pipe dream that's an impossible dream Um, there are several reasons for it and some of those may be true most of all it's not typically because people are lazy um, but we do know that about fifty percent of the population in the U.S. makes New Year's resolutions each year, and the top resolutions are: What do you think they might be? They're what we always talk about. Erin um, mentioned one of them, right? Erin, the the exercise oh, slash
0: yes, exercising, eating better, yeah. always a good one taking
1: taking better care of yourself so weight loss exercise another one um stopping smoking and then in the top five um better money management so i think by the end of the year people are so frustrated that their money didn't go so well their money management so they want to fix it um so that's Maybe some of those things sound great, right? Weight loss, exercise, fitness, sure, eating better, not smoking, of course. if someone is still smoking out there, um, they should be hoping to stop but so, what seems to happen, according to several psychologists? out there around the country, Um, there's a guy called Cycle, a professor of psychology at Carleton University in Canada, said he thinks it's cultural procrastination. I think that's an interesting um, terminology. But he says that we try to reinvent ourselves, but we kind of procrastinate doing it. And so... Maybe it's because we're not really ready for a change. And we'll talk about some of the reasons that we don't change. Uh, other psychologists, uh, Peter Herman, has said it's the false hope syndrome. You just hope it, and um, but you don't ever really make it happen. So um, there's there are probably some pretty deep-seated reasons that we make resolutions that don't work. And um, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But I thought, Erin, talk to us about, we were just laughing about one of your resolutions that just didn't come to fruition. And you you already sort of nailed why it didn't happen. But tell us about it.
0: So every year for several years, I have <laughs> resolved that I was going to learn something new And um, it's been a couple of years now that I've said I'm going to learn how to sew. And I'm pretty crafty. And so I always think that's a skill I could definitely learn. Um, But then I just say, okay, this year I'm going to learn how to sew. I'm still not sewing. Um, (laughs) But I was talking to you earlier and said, you know, I think if I really wanted to learn how to sew, then. Before the new year starts, I would have booked myself a sewing class, maybe got a sewing machine, made a space in my house where I could actually sew, (laughs) Um, you know, made some sort of preparations to actually make that resolution possible. And, um, you know, that's probably why I still can't sew more than a button and, uh, you know. I'm not making that resolution next year (laughs) (laughs) because I'm working.
1: You gave up up on it. So that is what often happens to people: is that you get frustrated. You say, oh, gosh, I didn't change again. I'm a failure. You're not positively reinforced for making that res- resolution, right? There's no positive reinforcement to failure. And so what you do is you just put it off and you give up or you change and you come up with another resolution that perhaps um, won't, won't make a difference. Um, when we were um, getting ready for the show, I was talking to Sherita Brent about what the show was about and um, she actually said she was one of those people who did something right. She said she was going to, her New Year's resolution was going to be that she was going to start working out and being more fit. She's already fit, but anyway, more fit. And um, she said, but then I said to myself, why wait until the new year? So she went ahead and started working out before the new year. She has a trainer and is doing what many of us should think about doing better, sort of moving forward instead of thinking you have to have that absolute date, right? I don't know. Why is January the 1st the date that we're supposed to all make a change? I don't know. Maybe because we just misbehave um, at the end of the year and feel like we need to do something (laughs) different. So, um, I wanna hear stories from our listeners. um give us a call today at one eight seven seven m p b ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four and tell us what your resolutions maybe are, how you plan to make them really work and or Tell us your stories of failure, and tell us if you know why they failed, and if maybe you can teach us how not to let that happen to us. So let me talk to you a little bit about the science um, as we move along, about why resolutions tend to to fail. You know, we've talked um, on this show many times about patterning and pathways in the brain and how sort of that practice makes perfect um, theory is really true, that if you use brain pathways, then they will continue. And so what you have to do when you're making a resolution to really change behavior is is to kind of rewire your thinking, rewire your brain. Scientists who study the brain have discovered by using those functional MRIs where they can look at the pathways, what's working in the brain, that habitual behavior is created by thinking or concentrating on those particular patterns. So those neural pathways sort of become hardwired And so, and then you store those memories. And so, even if you're thinking um, about not doing something, you're still using that pathway. Does that make sense? So you're still using mm. the pathway of, uh, I'm not going to exercise today because I don't like to get hot, or I'm not going to eat right today because I really like sweet. So you're still thinking sort of about that, that same pathway. So what you have to do is change that default thinking. So you've got to circumvent that pathway. You don't want to think about not doing it. You want to think about doing something, okay? So it's not um, overeating or not any other kind of behavior, but but how to make a change. So we're going to go ahead and take our first break. And when we come back, uh, uh, we have plenty. All our lines are open. I want to hear from you about... What's going on with this coming new year? What do you hope to achieve and um, how you're gonna make it work this time? Give us a call at 1877 MPB Ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send us an email at family at mpbonline.org. This is relatively speaking, and we'll be right back.
5: As you consider where the country should go next, NPR will be here with the facts to help you make sense of new appointments, policy changes, and all of the day's news.
1: Listen every day. I'm Kara Miller. Every week on Innovation Hub, I talk with the thinkers, researchers, and visionaries who are crafting our future. Tune in to hear conversations about how tribalism shapes us, what new research on obesity reveals, how chicken changed America, and why math class should be reinvented. Coming Sunday, January 8th at noon, hear Innovation Hub on MPB Think Radio.
5: New research shows that American students struggle to sort out what's legitimate news and what's fake or propaganda.
6: How do they become prepared to make the choices about what to believe, what to forward, what to post to their friends when they've given no practice in school?
5: I'm Ari Shapiro, teaching students to tell fact from fiction, later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org.
3: You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB, Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
1: Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we are talking about why New Year's resolutions fail and how we can fix that, what we can do to make that change that we've wanted to do over and over again. I have my daughter, Erin Keis, in from Nashville here with us this morning to talk about it. She's talked about one of her failed ones and had some good reasons as to why it failed and how maybe she can fix it, but her default was... To just not make that resolution again, right, Erin? <laughs> well, maybe
0: that's not the best plan.
1: <laughs> not the best plan. So what we're going to do um, now is talk a little bit about why some of those um, resolutions fail before we go to how you can make that better. But I want to hear from you, so give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 877 Six seven two seven four six four, or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Sam just told me that uh, we're I feel like, like I'm,
5: twins. I feel like I'm watching a double. You know those old double mint gum commercials. <laughs> <laughs> when you both look into the into the uh, control room by, back here towards me, and like, wait, is that is that Susan or is that uh, I can't I'm, I, I can't differentiate. It's like you're a sister and br- uh, br- uh, two sisters in there instead.
1: Uh, well, that's a compliment. Thank you. I appreciate that.
5: People always say that about me and my sister, but that's like, you know, you look just like your sister. Both of us are like, uh, (laughs) thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.
1: Thanks a lot. Yes, that might not be a compliment. No, that could be a big compliment, Sam. Sam's a very good looking man. Okay, so we actually have our first caller, so let's take our caller before we find out why we fail. We have Lewis and Laurel. Good morning, Lewis. Thanks for calling. Hey, good morning to y'all. Well, tell us about your resolution, or well, do you have a story for well, us? Well, I'm
4: calling with a an anonymous uh, name, uh, so... I know people can't recognize my voice because nobody else talks like me. (laughs) Okay. This is uh, why people can't keep... Hello?
0: Yes, we're here. why
4: people can't keep their resolution. It's the same thing that people that are married say they won't cheat on their spouse anymore. And Uh they promise themselves they won't do it. But they cannot resist. They have to do it. No matter what it takes, they're going to do it anyway. And that's the same reason people can't keep a resolution. It's the same endorphin rush of whatever hmm. it takes to, to cheat, and that's what it's all about. Huh. Right. Hmm.
1: Bye. Bye, Lewis. <laughs> Um, that's interesting, Lewis. Actually, you you have a bit of a point there is that it may be the excitement of doing something you said you weren't going to do. And you get some people like that risk taking behavior and so maybe that's where you're coming from is risk-taking behavior um, knowing that smokings bad for you knowing that eating uh, overeating is bad for you or um, knowing that you don't have the money to spend with that money management, but just loving the rush of buying something really cool, um, maybe that's it. Um, Lewis, it sounds like there's something more going on with you, and I'm sorry. I hope things work out okay. But you really do kind of have a point. It's that... um, just wanting that immediate gratification and, and in some things, in some of those resolutions. Now, if we're trying to improve ourselves, the the making your body look better would be a pretty good um, positive reinforcement. But one of the issues that we have is that sometimes those goals, let's talk a little bit about why we have some failures, and um the the top one, maybe not always the top, is unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. right mhm so it's it 's great to to take on a challenge, but sometimes we try to bite off too much with that um, So, Erin, you mentioned you didn't um, buy a sewing machine, you know, you had a list of like six things you didn't do. Well maybe the very first thing you would do if you want to learn how to sew is go ahead and take a sewing lesson and see if you really like it, rather than going to the expense of buying the sewing machine, clearing out a room, you know, going and buying patterns and materials and all that stuff that you put on yourself. That's a pile on. Maybe um, not giving yourself quite so much to do, but to break it down in baby steps. So one one step forward would be to go ahead today and schedule that sewing lesson. I, I bet there are people out there in Nashville who can do that for you. So that's one big challenge. Um, Another thing, uh, we keep talking about weight loss because that's one of the top things that people want to do in the new year often. Um, So they'll say, okay, I want to lose 30 pounds by the end of the year. Well, you go through your first month, and you lose maybe a pound and you go, well, I've already missed my goal of those couple of pounds or a couple of three pounds a month. And so you're not you you already are discouraged. So those unrealistic um, expectations. So here's one that I'm guilty of. Your resolutions. Number two is your red resolutions are a little nebulous. So you say, I am, um, here's one, Um, I'm going to be a better friend. I'm going to be a better friend to those friends out there who are so good to me. And um, so I'm going to take more time. Well, what does that mean? What does better mean? Does that mean that I'm going to call a friend who I think may be lonely uh, once a week? Or does that mean that I am going to take someone out to lunch as a surprise? Or what does that mean? So get down to the nitty-gritty and the real nuts and bolts of what does that mean? Um, because it's like I've said before in behavior management, um, telling your child to be good is so um, un attainable for that child, because good means always doing the right thing all the time. So tell them specifically what you want them to do in the moment, like Erin with Cora, her her two-year-old. Um, instead of saying, be good when we go into the store, you say, what?
0: Hold my hand. Stay <laughs> in the basket. Right. Right. Um, very, don't knock everything over that you can reach.
1: Right. Don't every. Uh, don't open every package that I put in the gro- gro- grocery cart. So, to be very very specific about what you want um, as you're going through your resolutions. So, okay. Don't be unrealistic, and then make sure your resolutions are very specific. Or the top two. Um. So I am going to go to our next caller. We have Jerry in Brookhaven, and we'll get to the next um, mistakes that we make as we move along. Good morning, Jerry. Thank you for calling.
6: Well, thank you, and I uh, hope you had a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year coming up.
1: Thank you. Thanks. I did. I did. And we're still enjoying family, so we hope to have more they'll, to come.
6: They'll leave, they'll leave eventually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, how about you? Was your Christmas good?
6: It was, and uh, it's uh, slowing down now, which is great. But I wanted to just make a a comment. Okay. Uh, On January the 1st, 1974 was the first full day that I did not smoke.
2: Congratulations.
6: Still do not. So that's a success story.
0: Congrats.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Did you just say on um, January the 1st you were going to stop smoking and you put it down?
0: Sort of.
6: I mean, the, the, on December 31st and New Year's Eve was a, kind of a party atmosphere, and I just kind of made up my mind. I was tired of being a slave, and so I just bowed up and did it.
1: Well, you know that takes a huge amount of willpower. Was it very difficult for you?
6: For, well, for uh, a little over two weeks after after about two and a half weeks, the physicals part left, but mm-hmm. psychologically was still, I missed the times, you know, mm-hmm. And uh, but I, but uh, the physical uh, part got over with, you know, within 19 days or so.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, that, you're a real inspiration. I know there are many people out there who hope to stop smoking and, and certainly have, have tried and feel like they have failed. But um, many times, support is needed. So I don't know if you had made any plans, if you weren't able to do it, but um, my hat is off to you. I have a father-in-law who did the very same thing, decided that he was not going to smoke, and he put it down. Some people decide they're not, and it's such an addictive habit for some that they're, they're unable to do it alone. So there are... Um people out there the um well,
6: if you can, if you can uh, just gut it out and uh, and just put up with a day at a time for about two and a half weeks uh then you will uh, you will succeed if you can not be tempted again during those situations you know going out to eat or uh, drinking and stuff like that so uh the physical part will leave you just just you have to have faith that it will because it does and you just have the rest of it. You,
1: kind of fight the rest of your life, except I wouldn't dare go back now. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for that call. I think what you did is you changed those neural pathways and, you know, like our first caller mentioned about that endorphin rush, um, uh, nicotine certainly uh, gives you a a high um, when you first take that puff or two. Um, It pulls your heart rate up, pulls your blood pressure up, makes you feel a little more alert. And so often it's hard to let go of that. And um, it, it is a mindset, and it's a habit change, and um, a change of those neural pathways that we just talked about. So you did it, and congratulations, Jerry. I hope anybody else out there who is trying to make that resolution will um, learn that you can do it, and if you need help, there are places that can give you help. The University of Mississippi Medical Center actually has a, a tobacco uh, center called Axe Center, A-C-T, um, where you can certainly get some help if you need it. So you can go online and look that up if anybody needs it.
6: Well, thank you, and goodbye.
1: Thank you, Jerry. Thanks for your call. We'd love to hear from more of you about that. Your successes—that was certainly a success—or maybe your failures and and, and why you did. Um, give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We've talked about um, why resolutions fail. I'm going to give you a couple more and then we'll take our next break. So we already talked unrealistic expectations was one. The second one was nebulous resolutions where you just weren't very specific about what you were talking about. So be specific. And then you weren't ready to make a change. Now, Jerry and his call, he was clearly ready to make a change. So you're not going to change anything if you just think it sounds cool, but you really don't have your mind set and you're not ready to make a difference. So that's another one. And then the last one I'm going to talk about right now is time management, that you say you're making a change, but you really don't have the time to make that change. You really haven't. You may have the time, but you haven't made the time space to make the change. So that's something to keep in mind. If you um, want to do something differently, you have to make sure that you don't just say it and you don't just schedule it, but you also clear the space for it. So let's go to our next break. We've got a couple of callers on. We still have a couple of lines open. We're talking about New Year's resolutions and how you can make them work. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. We'll be right back.
2: From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB
4: Think Radio.
3: Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app, available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
5: New research shows that American students struggle to sort out what's legitimate news and what's fake or propaganda.
6: How do they become prepared to make the choices about what to believe, what to forward, what to post to their friends? they've given no
5: practice in school. I'm Ari Shapiro, teaching students to tell fact from fiction, later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on MPB Think Radio. To listen to stories
3: and shows, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at one mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
1: Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Vetrus. We are talking about New Year's resolutions and why they don't work often. I'm here with my daughter, Erin Keis, from Nashville. She's visiting, and she's told us a couple of stories. She's got a sto- another story. We, we heard about her sewing, learning to sew resolution, and why it didn't work. So now, Erin, you had another story. I love your stories. I feel like I'm the (laughs) guinea pig example today. (laughs) No, we have Jim and Timothy we're going to get to in just a minute.
0: (laughs) So I was just telling my mom a minute ago that um, another year I made a resolution that I was going to work out more. And then um, I went okay. It went okay for um, you know a couple of weeks, and then I found myself bogged down in the everyday hassle of, oh, where's my other tennis shoe, or <laughs> I can't find my workout pants, and now I'm going to be late for my class.
1: Uh, and then and so, it just went away?
0: And then, yeah, and then <laughs> a few times of that, and you say, well, so much for that resolution. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to... It's too much uh, trouble. Maybe try again next year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, we're going to work on that one, too. (laughs) Maybe a box for the workout clothes. Um, Let's go to Jim. We have Jim on the road. Good morning, Jim. Thanks for calling.
7: Oh, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate MPB. You're my constant traveling companion when I'm in the state. Oh, wonderful. I I just wanted to say uh, about the gentleman who called about having quit on the 1st of January, seventy four. Yeah. I I quit the 1st of January, 1994.
1: 1994.
7: Wow. And it's been, uh, it was very, it wasn't easy the first two weeks, like he said, but uh, one thing that made it possible was I stayed in my apartment for three days. I had plenty of food, mm-hmm. plenty of non-alcoholic beverages, and uh, I just avoided driving past any convenience stores. Because mm-hmm. if I'd driven by a convenience store, I'm sure it would have gone in and bought a pack of cigarettes and Back to it. So,
1: congratulations to the gentleman. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to you. And thanks for calling. I hope you're safe on the road. Take care, Jim. You know, you had a clear plan. You were clearly ready for that change. And it sounded like you did what you thought you needed to do to make yourself successful. And that is what we're talking about today is how to make those resolutions work, Jim. So thanks so much for that call. That was helpful. Um, Thank you. (laughs) And keep listening. Hey, Jim, are you from Mississippi?
7: Actually, I'm from I'm from originally from Little Rock. I live in Florida, and every month I drive from Tampa to Little Rock to see my mom.
1: Yeah, so. well, great. Keep listening and be safe. And what a good good son you are to see your mother. Um, so, thanks for listening, and hopefully you'll call again.
7: I will. Thank you very much.
1: All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, let's go next to Timothy in Louisiana. Timothy, you have a comment about not smoking also.
4: Yes, ma'am. Yes. I certainly do. You know, I tried to quit many times, and I was just a jerk. <laughs> I tried to, I tried to quit. My wife said, Timothy, you're just, I can't bear you. you know, start
1: Please smoke.
4: <laughs> yeah, she said, you're a danger to other traffic when you're not smoking. So, <clears throat> I was a failure time and time again, you know. Uh-huh. And then then I did the patch, you know. Right. And you go through this series of patches, you know, the 26 milligrams or 21, 14, 7, and done,
2: right? Right.
4: It takes like 90 days, okay? Right. It worked so good. And that's 1990 was when I quit.
1: Wow. And
4: I'm just so glad, you know. And I would just encourage others that if they have that difficulty, you know, it's 2016. We have this stuff available to make it, you know, easier, you know. And it's when you look at the overall cost, my goodness, you know, when I, I, evermore when I would get up, I, before I quit smoking, I, the first thing I'd do is light up a cigarette.
6: Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. after
4: I quit smoking, the first thing I'd do is I'd put the money I was going to spend that day in a tin can
1: on oh, my wow. dresser. Great okay? idea. And after, yeah.
4: And after a year of not smoking, we emptied that tin can on the bed and counted up. I bought a new table saw and took my wife on the seat cruise. Wow. wow. Okay? On, on one year's worth of smoking. And that was when it was worth $2 a pack, you know.
1: And now so, it's, what, $5 or, or yeah, more? Something yeah. like
4: that, you know. Yeah. And, you know, so, I, I you know, I, I would just encourage others to get rid of that demon because it is just such a blessing. You know, food tastes better, you know. Yeah. And I'll tell this to women, you know, no matter where a man kisses you, if you smoke, you taste like tobacco.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, because it's all over your clothes and on your skin and all of the above. Timothy, thank you for your call. Another wonderful success story. And clearly you were determined to, to make a change. And again, um, having a plan, having... Um, Failed before, but came up with a positive plan that would help him be successful. So um, this is what we're talking about, is you've got to have a more specific plan, right, Erin?
0: Yes, and taking advantage of any sort of supports that might be available to you. I think that was a good takeaway from that. If there's a support that you can utilize to help you keep your resolution
1: Right. Well, we were just talking about the working out and getting a personal trainer would be that support who would dog you to Mm -hmm. do the schedule that you're supposed to do. So, right, the support of the the quit smoking, um, too. And I think we've had callers who have been a real inspiration to everybody um, about that. So... We were talking about um, unrealistic expectations, um, nebulous resolutions, not being ready. Now we've had callers who who have been ready, time management, and then the last one I want to mention is that there are just too many distractions out there, or maybe too many temptations. So let's go to our next caller, Robert in Vicksburg. Good morning, Robert. Thanks for calling.
6: Yes, ma'am. How you doing this morning?
1: Doing great. Good.
6: You have some
1: uh, comments about smoking, also.
6: Oh uh, yes, ma'am. Well, uh, I just wanted to uh, put my two cents worth in there. I tried to quit smoking uh, for years, and I finally quit in uh, September nineteenth, nineteen ninety-eight. And I tried chewing the gum and just quitting cold turkey. The only thing that uh, Got me to quit smoking was when I got on my knees and turned it over to the Lord. Mm. That was the last time I smoked.
1: So, Robert, so it, was kind of,
6: it was kind of an immediate response.
1: Mm. So you know there is some documented power of prayer um, yes, that that we know that when you believe in your higher being and that you put your hand put put your needs into that there has been some documentation that the power of prayer tends to give you that added support that you need so uh congratulations to you too you know that made a big health difference and by the way sam told me that i was wrong um cigarette a pack of cigarettes now costs near seven dollars in Mississippi. Yep. Is that right, Sam? I, yeah.
6: I, I'm not really sure. I know yeah. they're probably at least five bucks a pack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's
5: uh, it's up there I now.
1: Can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Sam doesn't smoke. But.
5: No, I, I just I, I I uh I go to the gas station and see it. Yeah. Back there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back. yeah. Well, I can't
6: imagine. I figured it out what I what I had saved up from quitting smoking and quitting drinking and everything and. It
2: was an enormous amount of money. Oh yeah,
1: you could you could probably go on a couple of cruises yourself. I'm sure. As many people do not understand about the the cost alone of that. Besides the health issues, but the cost alone um, is like another. At least part time job. So, um, Robert, thanks for your call and congratulations to you too on this. We've had some great calls from people who were able to um, follow through on their resolution on smoking. Um, We've got, let's go to another caller before we take our next break. We have Jeremy in Hattiesburg. Good morning, Jeremy. Hey there. Hey, thanks for calling. You've got some comments on resolutions?
6: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I've studied uh, goal setting and a lot of different things like that, and um, I think a lot of people would benefit from a book called Psycho-Cybernetics where it talks about how if your internal image of yourself doesn't change, then you will not change. And a lot of people have the wrong attitude towards themselves. Like if you're like, oh, well, how can I quit smoking? I'm a loser. I can't quit smoking. Well, if you have that kind of attitude towards yourself – then you don't, you're not motivated to do that. So it's, it's where motiv- people's motivation lies and where that attitude is that will push them in the direction that they want to go. Because if I, for example, see, I'd like to save more money. If I tell myself, well, I can't save money, I can't save money, then I'm reinforcing the idea that I'm terrible at saving money. However, right. if I would change the way that I think about myself, I would change overall. Hmm.
1: It's that mindset, change the neural pathways. You just said what we were talking about in the beginning, that until you change those neural pathways, you really won't make a change. And you also tag something else, I hope, I had hoped to make a point of the reason a lot of times we fail is that it's not reinforcing. If we struggle a bit with it, then we say exactly what you said. Oh, I'm a loser. Um, I can't do it. And so there's certainly no good feeling in that, so why keep trying? So just like your sewing class, Erin, you need to go back to that resolution and do what you said you needed to do to make yourself take that sewing class. I am a sewer. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a quick break, and then we have Susan and Madison. Hang on, Susan. We'll be right back with you. Uh, this is Relatively Speaking. We're talking about New Year's resolutions. We still have time for another caller. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb We'll be right back.
5: Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio.
6: The end of the year is the perfect time to get rid of that old car that's been taking up space in your driveway or garage. Why not let someone else sell that car for you while you simultaneously contribute to MPB? Donations received by 12 a.m. local time on January 1st count for the 2016 tax year. Wrap up your year in the spirit of holiday giving and receive a tax deduction for your vehicle donation to MPB. To donate or learn more, go to mpbonline.org. News you can trust in radio built around you.
3: Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at one mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB, Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
1: Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. I'm here with my daughter, Erin Keis, today. We're talking about... New Year's resolutions and why they fail. And we've had some great callers who were successful and maybe a s- couple of comments about why not always successful. Let's go on to Susan in Madison. Good morning, Susan. Hello? Susan, you with us? Oh, for some reason we are not getting you. Susan, if you want to hang up and call back, we still have time for your call at one eight seven seven mpb ring um, So, well, let me just go on. We've talked about why resolutions fail. Let's, for the last few minutes, let's talk about if you want to make a New Year's resolution, some tips on how to make sure that you make them work. Um, first of all, we talked a little bit about um, focusing down on your resolution. Don't make it too broad. Um, focus on one something very specific that that you believe that you can achieve. The second piece of advice is to set realistic, and specific goals. Not that I'm going to be this fabulous seamstress, but that I am going to start sewing lessons, right? Right. That's one. Okay. Or not that you're going to lose 30 pounds, but that you are going to... Try to lose, for example, five pounds by the end of the year, and at the same time, you're going to be eating more healthy. And define what that means. Um, Take small steps. We've already said that um, in, in other words. And then having an accountability buddy, somebody who will check back with you and say, okay, where are you with this? Are you doing this? If you don't have um a personal trainer, then um have your sibling, have your significant other, have your mother like me, bug you, Aaron about that sewing <laughs> class. Aaron's going, No thanks, Mom. No calls in that. Um Here's another one. Celebrate those little successes. So you want to say, I can do it. We had one of our callers who just called who said, it's changing the mindset. And that's exactly right. Tell yourself that you are successful, that you can do it, that you will be that better swimmer or you will stop smoking or you will walk two or three times a week, um, for exercise or something. But, and then when you do celebrate, um, in between, um, and we all, this is another one, the, the focusing the thoughts, focusing your thinking down for who you want to be, who you are going to be, um, Focus on the present. So don't dwell on your previous failures. I think we had... Um an earlier caller who said he tried to stop smoking what many times he said many many times and um, once his wife told him to start smoking again because he he just was not successful at it but then he came up with a plan and he focused on the present that he was going to make it work then and so that's another really important thing and then finally the mindfulness again this is all. It all comes down to becoming very physically and emotionally and mentally aware of what your plan is, what your state is now, and where you're moving forward. So again, it all has to do with that refocusing on how you can make a change and that you can be successful and convince yourself that you can be successful. Get rid of the, get rid of the past, don't think about a year from now where I'm going to be. Think about where you are right now, here in the present, and the changes that you can make right now. Erin, do you have any other thoughts on some of the takeaway issues that people gave to us today? I thought we had had several good... Some great callers. Yeah. I think that... One thing that
0: um, I know that I need to focus more on is staying in the present. Yeah. Don't think and just not thinking about past attempts that didn't work out because that allows you to focus on
1: um, the your own failures. Rather right. than Exactly. And what you get into is that negative self talk that is destructive. Destructive to self esteem and destructive to your ability to move forward. So so really stay away from negative, um, self taught uh Stay in the present. Don't think about the past. And really, as I tell people all the time, stop thinking about too far in the future. Um, because um, thinking about what am I going to be or how am I going to be or how is my child going to be is... Um, is often not something that's very productive. What you need to do is focus on who you are in the here and now and focus on the here and now, or you will end up dwelling on issues that you may not be able to change at all. So um, we talked about New Year's resolutions. I hope you will all think about it. Now, if you're going to make that New Year's resolution, don't make it flippantly. You've got a chore to do. Now you're going to go off and you're going to think about how to make it work and make sure that you are successful. So thanks, everybody, for listening and calling. Thanks, Erin, for being here with me and visiting. Thanks for having me. Relatively Speaking is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio, and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and generous support from the members of the Foundation of Public Broadcasting in Mississippi. Y'all keep supporting us. Today's show is engineered by Sam Wells, our call screener, Sherita Brent. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking, and stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio. Happy New Year.
3: This forecast is underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy on the go.